Femtech, or technology that focuses on women's health, is an unexplored space in the Philippines, since the startup ecosystem is mostly male. Fertility solutions, period tracking apps, pregnancy care, and sexual and reproductive health all fall under Femtech. The same goes for diseases like Alzheimer's, which disproportionately affect women. In this B-side episode, Jessica Demesa, co-founder of Femtech startup Kindred, talks to Business World reporter Bronte H. Laksamana about the need for Femtech in the Philippines. Hi everyone, I'm Bron Laksamana, a multimedia reporter at Business World, and today I'm joined by Jessica Demesa, a co-founder and CEO of Kindred, a Philippine femtech startup that operates an ecosystem of virtual and in-clinic women's healthcare services with the goal to destigmatize women's health. Hi Jess, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good day, Bron, and to all the Business World B-Side listeners, I'm Jessica Demesa. Kindred is a multi-specialty, woman-centric healthcare venture and the first O2O femtech company in the Philippines. I'm happy to share my personal journey so that you understand why I'm excited to talk to you about women's health and femtech and I guess to understand where we're coming from as well. I was a registered nurse in my past life more than a decade ago, and I have also previously worked in public and private healthcare practices around Metro Manila. I'm surrounded by amazing women that I look up to, and they are going through their own personal journey. And last year, I was introduced by one of my mentors to my co-founder now at Kindred. Her name is Abitina Valenzuela. She's been an innovator in the healthcare space as well. So when we met, we found that we're kindred spirits who are hungry for ways to create more value in the world, especially here in our own country. And that's one of the big reasons why I came back. Can you tell us what exactly Femtech is and how it can fill the gaps in terms of sexual and reproductive health, birth control, fertility, and the like here in the Philippines? Femtech is a relatively new industry that includes a broad spectrum of different solutions and digital technologies dedicated to improving women's health and well-being. So femtech companies like Kindred seek to fulfill unmet women's needs. And in the Philippines, we have a lot of those, which I can talk more about later. So these women's health problems are tackled by femtech via platforms such as the telehealth apps, or it could be a company using deep tech such as AI and big data, and maybe devices like wearables, sensors, and patient monitoring, for example. So when we're developing tech solutions for different areas of women's health, such as pregnancy and nursing care, women's sexual wellness, menstrual and reproductive care, menopause, and even female female oncology, right, and and general healthcare. And what I've seen, I guess, the last couple of years, especially, 
outside the Philippines and inside, there has been an increased interest from investors, for example, all around the world in femtech, but it's still a very new industry. It's a young industry and it remains underinvested, but that's a huge growth potential as well. So Kindred, for example, is the first O2O online to offline femtech company in the Philippines. We're the first of our kind, which presents an advantage for our business, yes, but it's kind of unfortunate to see what that we've lagged behind. In more developed countries like the US and Europe and more advanced neighbors in Asia-Pacific, women's health has garnered a lot of attention in the past few years only because there has been a big shift in our beliefs, in our behaviors, and our attitudes towards health that have changed over time. And many women around the world, including Filipinas, have been challenging the status quo, right? And some of us are now discovering that we're largely ignored. We've been ignored and underserved, especially in healthcare. In the US and UK, for example, many topics like contraception, you mentioned, right? There's also infertility, miscarriages, sexual health, and even mental health. There are many more examples, but those topics are not normally talked about, especially here in a Catholic country and an Asian country as well. So the increased awareness and early self-detection and better management of illnesses by women of all ages have resulted in an increased demand for tech solutions. But unfortunately, as of now, this demand hasn't been fully satisfied. In the Philippines, like we're only at the very, very beginning. You mentioned that it's difficult, especially here in this country where conversations about women's health are traditionally considered taboo. So to be specific, how can we make progress with this in the tech space? I think like a lot of people first need to understand why. Like, why do we need to improve women's lives, right? And what I would also like more people to understand is that when we improve women's lives or we improve women's health, we improve not only her life, but the lives of others around her. We play a pivotal role in family building. So we're key to sustaining healthy families. And at the same time, the wave of feminism we're witnessing right now all around the world, it's making this concept even more widespread. And Filipinas have been increasingly pushing for equality in all aspects of life, including the workplace and healthcare. And also since more and more women are dedicating themselves to their careers, they're deciding to have children later in life like myself so they require more medical attention such as fertility care IVF or in vitro fertilization and so on I think more and more women are thinking of themselves as individuals with their own needs because we're so used to prioritizing others like we're so used to especially Filipinas we're so used to taking care of everyone else around us 
and put ourselves last. So we've started to think about taking care of our own health in every aspect. And the pandemic has certainly made us reflect on that. So meeting all of those demands requires improvement of women's health care. And, you know, I, 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 I certainly admire women's strength and their ability to thrive in the face of these like challenges and the gaps in healthcare. And if I'm putting my kindred hat on, we see those challenges such as lack of information and lack of services that provides an opportunity for, for change and growth. So we need more femtech companies in the Philippines to service various aspects of women's health. And we need more investors to see that femtech presents a viable investment opportunity. And that can be explained by an ongoing trend in diversity and recognition of the importance of preventive health not just sick care so and at the same time like we need to see the leaders of the country step up to the challenges such as the lack of the institutional capacity to translate policy into programs right and how to do that effectively and how to implement it in a fast way and women have waited long enough for the reproductive health services and information we deserve and so we must move quickly on public and private sectors to implement all the programs without delay. You said that women are now learning to see themselves as individuals and to take care of their health because of that. That just means the market for femtech really is growing with women becoming more active when it comes to their health. Describe specifically how large the usage of femtech is today in our country. After extensive research and experience, right, like we at Kindred know that the demand is there, but that we lack the right solutions. So there aren't a lot of services that are readily available for specialized solutions that tackle women's problems, but the demand is there. But outside, we've already seen the last three, four years that femtech companies are thriving, but in the Philippines, we're not there yet. Earlier, I described like what if we can imagine what it's like in a traditional healthcare setting, and, and I've spent a massive amount of time working there, and, and many healthcare professionals understand it as well, but not many people, even those who have the means to, are doing anything about it. So my team and I don't want to wait longer. We want holistic health solutions for ourselves and for our loved ones too. And over time, when we have more data and there are more uh, woman-centric companies that will be established in the near future in the Philippines, then we can definitely like revisit this conversation and see how much it's grown. But in short, the last few years, we haven't made big strides. And if we take a look at the available healthcare services in the Philippines, you'll see that is part of the problem. It's a fragmented approach in private and public practices in the Philippines. None of them are vertically integrated. Very few are enabled by tech. Very, very, very few. And in health tech, there's a lot of apps that have launched that are focused on teleconsultations, right? But there is obviously a lack of focus on women 
women's health there. Will will it it presents a good opportunity for kindred because right now we see the high consumer demand for better healthcare access. It's always been there, but also more demand on personalized services and holistic services. And then if you combine that with the rapid growth of the local digital economy that the pandemic has accelerated, it just means that women's healthcare is a high growth sector and will be a high growth sector, especially for femtech companies like Kindred. So it's actually signaling a clear opportunity for us at Kindred to take the lead in the Philippines. And I pointed out earlier that we need more femtech companies in the Philippines. And I also wanted to add that the lack of funding needs to be addressed as well. Most investment decision makers are male and most startup founders and CEOs are also male. And only a small percentage of investments go to women-led startups in general, not just in femtech, right? But in general. And that's why conveying the needs of women and unleashing the full potential of the femtech market will be a big challenge but we we need to start somewhere right so need to make to both make female leaders and male leaders and investors to step up and see that investing in companies with social impact and women's enterprises can also be a profitable business and a sustainable business at the same time while making a positive change. So what is happening right now is that in response to the lack of funding from traditional funds and niche funds are starting to pop up in the US, for example, and in the Philippines, angel investors who are women and are advocates of women's health and wellness have been emerging. So very early days for Femtech in the Philippines, but very happy to see that we're starting somewhere. Would you say that you have lots of hope for the space to grow? Yes, definitely. There is this recent article by a local media publication on startup founders and CEOs paving the way for women in tech. In that article, they cited that according to the International Labor Organization, the Philippines is one of the only five countries that have achieved parity in the percentage of women and men in leadership positions. And also the Philippines topped the Grant Thornton International 2020 Women in Business Report with the most number of women occupying senior positions. So the annual report studied like, I think it was like 32 countries and 43% of the Philippines' top leadership roles were being being held by women and this is a high percentage but they saw the most significant roles in business operations like strategy, finance, and people being held by Filipinas. But in tech, it's very early days, but I believe we will get there. I am positive because I'm a living example. So the lack of female tech leaders is not a good thing. The ones that I personally know are rare gems and they've been doing amazing things in their respective areas of tech and business. But 
improving women's lives doesn't mean it's the responsibility of only women. Like both men and women leaders alike need to step up and innovate in tech so we can solve healthcare problems faster and better through solutions enabled by tech. For example, at Kindred, we have an all-female team, but we are backed by a diverse set of advisors and investors who enable us to do the work that matters. It's important that we're talking about women's health and it should be women who are also leading this. We've said that women in tech is already kind of rare to see. How about women in femtech? extremely rare (laughs) so if you even drill down further that is extremely rare I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by people who believe in our mission of healthcare for all womankind and will do like people in my team at Kindred and my co-founder and the partners that we work with we like working with other companies that believe in the same mission and are, are working towards that at least but hoping to cultivate like and empower a generation of women to do the same. How important is it to cultivate more active women's health spaces both online and offline? I'm gonna definitely put my kindred hat on for a little bit but we want to transform healthcare in the Philippines, right? And we'll be able to do that with a hybrid approach. You already mentioned offline and online because we believe this model will be the new benchmark for what a modern health clinic should be. Um, we've been active online for the past, um, well, since last year, since our company was established. So aside from social media, we've got our mobile website and we're working on optimizing and adding helpful features to our platform for further improvements such as digital payment solutions and partnering with benefits platforms, employers, and HMOs. And there are a number of innovative local fintech platforms and health health tech platforms right now. And in the second half of the year, we will launch a user-friendly, easy-to-navigate mobile app because we want our patients to effectively manage their health goals right at their fingertips. And we're providing a seamless patient experience for them to have easy access to the doctors, even when they can't go out, even when they want to stay safe at home as well, or even on emergency cases. So we want to keep them engaged as well throughout the process. And aside from launching our mobile app, we will be launching in a few months time, our first brick and mortar clinic or our physical space that will allow for that continuum of care while keeping our patients within the kindred ecosystem. So it makes perfect sense for a patient-centered clinic like ours to integrate the virtual services with the physical clinics so we can actually deliver a holistic level of care. So we'll be launching our first clinic in BGC actually in a few months time and we plan to expand nationwide, not just in Metro Manila because we want to be able to reach her where she is. So we're also looking at building our offline footprint outside Manila like Cebu, Davao, Iloilo as well so we can reach more Filipinas including those who are not yet very comfortable with having their consultations purely online. So in short um, for us to cultivate more active women's health spaces in the Philippines we have to provide a safe space 
encourage women to take charge of their health, make it easy for them to understand their options so that they actually prioritize their health and make it easy for women to take the next step. So this is reflective of the values and the mission of our company. Now, you said women's health, it covers like a wide gamut of concerns. So what are the exact areas that need to be focused on here in the Philippines? If, for example, maybe I can touch on what type of problems we're trying to tackle and the type of solutions that need to be there and the solutions that we provide as well. So, I mean, Abbott and I founded the company so that we can design and develop services services and solutions targeted to women and help them understand her options and guide her through every step. And we have a deep understanding because we have had our fair share of personal experiences that led us to this. That's why we've built a destination for all things female health as women seek out a more personalized and holistic level of care and we're looking for all-in-one solution. So the way we're tackling problems and the best barriers is we offer a full spectrum of services that are designed for women. We want to empower a generation of women to be in control of their health. And we provide a safe, no judgment space and comprehensive plans of care and treatment. And we're very proud of our collaborative care model where we look at the woman as a whole and not different body parts. So we take her concerns seriously. We don't dismiss it like Filipinas norm experience right and we provide comprehensive plans of care and treatment and assist her throughout the process at the same time we know that the out-of-pocket health expenditure in the philippines is still quite high compared to the global average and compared to our neighbors so we're upfront about our pricing you know how you're in a hospital and you're lining up at the cashier and you'll really only know the total (laughs) at the end when you're about to pay because some concerns like let's say for infertility right it's a long journey it's a complex journey and a very expensive one so before our patients to have a more informed decision we actually share with them a breakdown of what it could look like um, depending on the case and how much normally that is so we actually like handhold them throughout a very difficult process at the same time we're working with HMOs and we're working with employers as well to top up their benefits plans and reduce out-of-pocket expenses because a lot of our services are not uh, readily available through HMOs. They're not normally covered. And at the same time, why technology is super, super important to us and why we use technology is to make it easy for our patients to take the next steps right at their fingertips and at the same time helping our care team be efficient so that we can actually focus on delivering the best possible outcomes. Interoperability is a key in healthcare and especially in femtech. The latest technology will enable us to deliver the best outcomes. And I guess last but not the least, but this is the what I see is 
has always been the big challenge is awareness and education. We're empowering a community of women connected by shared experiences. We're opening the conversation and breaking the culture of silence around women's health issues so that they can actually take charge of their health. We address like even basic questions like, what should I check down there? Like, is this normal? Or the condom broke? Or I missed the pill? What do I do next? Or I have very painful periods, which is not normal, but most Filipinas think that is normal. But extreme pain during heavy periods is a sign of a more serious condition. We're trying to take care of an entire array of gynecological needs from screening, pap smears, contraception to fertility care, and the fact that we're able to provide that all under the same roof so that even in one day, the patients can talk to the doctor or have their consultation, have an ultrasound done, have your blood work done, but also have a nutritionist and therapist on board, depending on the case on more severe cases, they actually need psychological support because they're going through a very complex disorder or illness. So when we do that, we're able to provide an excellent patient experience and really end the fragmentation that currently exists in women's healthcare. Um, so that's why on Understanding those problems in a very deep way helps our business a lot because we're able to provide the right solutions for them. Now, that's really comforting to hear that it will cover all of that because as a woman, I myself have also sought for more information and it's hard to get. And that's something I noticed in the past two years, there are more of these women like me who want to know more and we go online and then we ask each other and it's great to see that the needs are slowly being met by people like you, by people who work in femtech. Now, what have you learned in terms of practicing women's healthcare and trying to bring services to the wider general public? Um, many learnings. And we're just at the beginning. We're not even a year old, but there have been many learnings. As you know, like in a startup environment, things move really fast. So it's been a great past few months. So for example, we're learning how to strengthen our affiliate program, our affiliate doctor program, because we wouldn't be a great clinic without our great care team, right? And we always need to ensure capacity while maintaining high quality. So we have a team of experienced providers, as in healthcare professionals, doctors and nurses, they help our patients discover what options are right for them to best achieve their health goals. They're all vetted professionals that provide like high quality comprehensive care and they go through this kindred way of training of how to make sure that we're always delivering on the patient experience. So, so far we've onboarded 26 top female doctors into our affiliate program to enable us to deliver that holistic level of care. And together that's a total of 16 subspecialties that there are different relevant specialties because of the holistic thrust that we're 
pushing. For example, obstetrics and gynecology, endocrinology, infertility, oncology, dermatology, even nutrition and dietetics. Like we have a good amount of patients who are going through their weight management and weight loss options. And then of course, cannot forget about mental health, psychiatry and psychology and mental health counseling, for example. Over the last few months, and we're a new company, right? But I guess like this is the time that many people are struggling with mental health concerns and we're seeing that pick up, unfortunately and sadly. So we're trying to support that as well. We're also learning that our company's mission to change the way we look at healthcare is not easy. But when we bring together the right people in the room, the most passionate people who want to make a positive impact plus enabling them to do that, then Kindred can be a clear champion of women's health in the Philippines. Not saying we're the only one, but certainly we lack companies like that. And so we understand that we cannot do this alone. That's why we partner with progressive and innovative companies and affiliates so we can fill in the gaps together. So this year, we're trying to validate the concept and lay the groundwork for establishing trust while we're also starting to boost our online presence and build our offline footprint because we're an O2O company, right? And that's our hybrid approach. And we're also learning that Filipinas need access to birth control, contraception, immunizations, despite the efforts that the government has rolled out. For example, I guess like coming from, because we're women, I guess we understand it better, but I always have to explain a little bit when I'm (laughs) in a room full of men. We're too hesitant to even ask (laughs) or take the next step because the way we grew up and of course being a Catholic country, right? But once they find the doctors, and this is because we do a lot of surveys as well, post-consultation surveys and NPS surveys, we always talk to our patients and ask for feedback. But they're seeing that when they find doctors who are willing to take the time to really understand and guide them through their options, we can prevent illnesses and catch them early on. And just optimizing health in general, like I think most of us think when we go to a doctor it's because we're sick I think we want to change that mentality like we have to from time to time check our baseline right so we can know how to optimize our health and catch anything early on so that's what we're learning as well and coming directly from the patients and just giving her that right mental space will will help her decide what's right for her we're also learning that a lot of Filipinas don't comply or adhere to their treatment plan when there's no support from HMOs or financial support. So I'm looking forward to pilot our employer solutions program. We've got two amazing companies so far, very progressive, large tech startup companies who will be rolling out the employer solutions to their employees, to their female employees and the husbands of their employees. Basically, we're trying to reduce their out-of-pocket expenses by 30 to 40% because we have to start somewhere. We can't reduce it to zero, but we have to start somewhere, which I think it's quite a significant leap. And there's also, we're working together on a co-pay scheme where Kindred and our B2B partners work together
better to significantly reduce that price so we can roll that out for employees on top of their HMO benefits, which are like super basic. So we top that up with services designed for women and specific to women and really targeted to them. And employers love it because they'll be able to have a competitive benefits package, for example, to attract and retain talent. And lastly, part of the learnings is, again, we can't reach everyone right away. So I look forward to when we can roll out our CSR initiatives and outreach programs in the near future. For example, we've just signed a partnership with another amazing company for supporting women who are victim survivors of sexual violence and harassment by giving access to free psychological aid. So we're learning a lot of, we're discovering a lot of companies who have been doing great things, but we, I guess, work together and grow together because we realize that women's health is niche enough in the Philippines. Unlike in advanced countries where it's women's health is very broad and companies actually need to find the niche even within women's health. But because it's very early days for us, women's health is, we're learning is already niche enough and small enough in the Philippines. So hopefully with when we write, find more of the right partners to scale our impact, we'll be able to fund more CSR initiatives um, nationwide. So hopefully we get there. I'm correct in saying that your call is for more femtech companies and also to reduce the fragmentation because we can't solve the unmet needs of women in these silos where we all operate individually, right? Exactly. Very much so. You hit the nail on the head, Ron. That's definitely very much part of our mission and, and one of the key pillars of the foundation of our business. We're on a mission, but of course, we're also a private business. So we need to, I guess we need to make a lot of the investors realize as well that this is a viable opportunity while you're making an, a great social impact in the Philippines. Thank you, Jess, for your insights. Thank you very much, Bron. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Kindred co-founder Jessica DeMessa speaking with Business World reporter Bronte H. Laksamana about Femtech. Femtech needs forward-thinking investors to address the lack of funding, since only a fraction of investments go to women-led startups. As Ms. Demessa said, we need to improve institutional capacity to turn policies into programs because women have waited long enough. This B-Side episode was recorded remotely in April 2022. It was produced by Earl R. Lagondino and me, Sam L. Marcello. Thanks for listening.